0: It's new. It's amazing. It's Prell. P R E L L. Procter and Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Prell brings you the life of Riley. The shampoo that removed unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely presents... The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. (laughs) Deep down in his heart of hearts, Chester A. Riley loves marriage. But once a week, the male ego causes him to try and forget the trials and tribulations of being a husband and father... Henry reverts to bachelorhood. Tuesday night at 8, he and four of his cronies gather around the card table, and for the next four hours, they vainly attempt to delude themselves that they are once again free men.
1: Well, All right. Right. I think i, I got got a it. Fortune. I Okay, fellas, let's uh, get the
0: game well, Wait a minute, Henry ain't here yet. Didn't you hear, Ranny? Hear what, Phyllis? Henry ain't with us no more. Poor Henry. He was a prince of a fella. Yeah, we're sure gonna miss him.
2: Well, what happened? I didn't hear anything. It happened very sudden. Oh, no. You mean Henry's dead? No, married. (laughs) Oh, that's too bad. But I still don't get it. Just because he got hitched, he can't come to the game. We're all married.
0: His ball and chain won't let him. He told me maybe in a couple of weeks he'll talk her around. But I'm dubious.
2: Henry's making a big mistake. He's a goner. With wives, you gotta break them in right from the start when they're young coats. You gotta keep a plain grip on the reins. Well, I agree with you up to a point, Gillis, but you can't go too far. When you marry a girl, you ain't exactly getting a horse.
1: <laughs> Maybe you
2: didn't. But did you ever see my
1: wife eat? <laughs> well,
2: personally, I got a wonderful wife
0: in my peg.
2: We've been married eighteen years and I like her better all the time.
1: Yeah, your peg is
0: all right if you happen to like a good-looking, pleasant type of woman.
1: Well, I guess those
0: guys are lucky. That's because we got our wise
2: train. Yeah, That's the ticket, Joe. And the women are happier that way, too. There's a guy I know, married 20 years.
1: Yeah. Every
2: single night since they got married, he's been washing the dishes. No kidding. Honestly. I was in their kitchen the other night, and I seen two aprons. One marked hers... And the other marked his. Well, I heard worse things. I know a poor schmo. The minute the baby came, he did everything. He diapered it, he bathed it, he made the formula, he fed it the bottle. Oh, go on. On a level. Why, to this very day, the kid still calls him Mama. Deal the cards. I ain't the one (laughs) cent. Day I had at the plant today.
3: Oh, you look tired,
2: dear. Yeah. Peg, darling, you want half
3: the paper? Oh, darling, how can I read now? Can't you see I haven't finished the supper dishes?
2: Oh, yeah. Peg, you know something? Every night you're in the kitchen doing the dishes while I'm stretched out on the living room couch reading the paper. You know that's selfish of me?
3: Oh, I don't mind. No, it ain't
2: fair. From now on, I'm reading here in the kitchen. <laughs>
3: Are you sure I won't be in
2: your way? No, no, not at all. Just don't splash any water my way. <laughs> Got on my new slacks. Let's well, see what's new in the world. A 13 year old Los Angeles youth elopes with 40 year old divorcees. <laughs>
1: Junior! I'm
3: in the room, Bob. Oh. Anybody with you? What? Oh, Riley, you must be out of your mind. Oh, you can't be too careful. (laughs) Oh, all this sink is blocked again. Sometimes I could scream.
2: Oh, you're a lucky woman, Peg. I am, huh? Yes, sir. Just listen to this. Mrs. Franklin X. Partridge, prominent Pasadena matron, Charging mental cruelty, was granted a divorce today from her husband, the well-known sportsman and banker. They had been married 18 years. The court awarded Mrs. Partridge $3,000 a month alimony. Oh, woman.
3: Oh, stop. You're making me cry.
2: Oh, you don't know how lucky you are. Just compare yourself to this woman. After 18 years of marriage, what does she wind up with?
3: 3000 a month.
2: Yeah, but look at you. You've been married just as long, and look what you've got. Me. Yeah. You in a blocked sink. Mental <laughs> cruelty, Maloney. It's obvious what's wrong here. This woman's in the beauty parlor all morning, racetrack all afternoon, cocktail parties, dinner parties, lunching parties, tea dances, trips to New York, Palm Springs, London, Paris. This woman's got nothing to do. She's in a rut. LAUGHTER
3: like to
2: get in that rut. Believe me, she'd be a lot happier if she had a husband and kids to cook for and dishes to wash and beds to make and rugs to vacuum and shirts to iron. Oh, Peg, you're a lucky woman.
3: I know. I'd give three cheers if I had the strength. (laughs) What is it, Badly? Murray, that Cherry Grant picture you've been wanting to see is playing around the corner. Oh, I've been dying to see that movie. Oh, we better hurry. The last showing goes on in five minutes. Oh, well, I still got all these dishes to do. You better go yourself.
2: No, no, no. You go, Craig.
3: Well, the dishes.
2: Don't you worry about the dishes.
1: Oh, thanks, dear. you
2: go out and enjoy yourself. When you come back, you can
1: do the dishes. (laughs)
2: Where are you going with that wash tub? I've got Marilyn Morris' dog out in the garage. I'm going to wash it for her. Well, what for? So it'll be clean. Well, why are you doing it? Well, today Marilyn said she's my girl. Steady, she said. So,
3: well, I thought it'd be nice if I helped her out.
2: What kind of a boy are you? Are you trying to make Marilyn unhappy? Unhappy? Well, I can see it's about time I give you a few tips on how to handle your wife. Me with a wife? It's never too soon to learn the ropes. (laughs) Uh, don't worry, Pop. On the quarter a week you give me, I got enough trouble supporting myself. Well, I won't hurt you to know anyway, so you listen good. Someday you and Marilyn might get married. Now, the way to keep a wife happy is to keep her busy. I know. Mom's always busy. No, I trained her that way from the beginning. Why do you think I never hired a maid to do all the work around the house? Because a maid makes more than you do? (laughs) Well, that's one reason, but the real reason is to give your mother something to do to keep her occupied. See?
3: Oh, is that why you never help Mom out with the dishes and things? Most well, certainly.
2: Believe me, it isn't that I'm lazy or that I don't love her. It's for the sake of our marriage. Why, there's many a time when I'm lying in the hammock out in the backyard, sipping a cold drink and reading the paper, and from where I'm lying, I can see your mother bent over a wash tub, her hair falling over her eyes and the sweat pouring over her forehead. Believe me, son, it takes every ounce of willpower for me to say, Riley, lay here in this hammock and let the little woman in
1: trouble.
3: Was that you, Dad? Oh, hiya, Beds.
2: Open the movie so quick. Where's your mother?
3: In bed. She was so sleepy we didn't even wait for the end of the movie. Poor mother. What a life.
2: What do you mean, poor mother? She's doing okay with her life. I only hope you do as good when you get married.
3: Oh, I'm never going to marry. I'm going to have a career. Marriage is all right for the older generation who have never known any other life than being a slave to a house husband and children.
1: That's...
2: Are you insinuating that your mother is nothing but a household dredge?
3: Well, isn't
1: she?
3: Have you noticed how tired Mother is at the end of the day?
2: Well, no, I'm always asleep when she finally comes to bed.
3: To get down to it. What has she ever done but cook and sew and scrub and clean and bear you children?
2: Well, you're a fine one to talk. Where would you be if she didn't? <laughs> and what's wrong with raising a family of kids? That's what's kept the human race going. My mother did it, and her mother before her did it, and her mother before her and her mother all the way down the line. And if they hadn't have done it today, I would have been a baboon. <laughs>
3: Denying that? Well, you better not. <laughs> well, all I say is, how could a woman cultivate her mind if she's hemmed in by four walls and chained to a stove? In all the years mother's been married, has she ever had a vacation?
2: Why well, she's had plenty. Why in nineteen forty-five she, uh, back there in nineteen thirty-eight, <laughs> uh, back in nineteen thirty-five she. Uh, uh, I remember in 1931, your mother had a 10-day vacation. No housework, no dishes. All meals served to her. Didn't move a finger.
1: Oh, I don't remember that.
3: Well,
2: you should. That was in the hospital at the time you got born.
1: <laughs> oh, Daddy. Yeah.
3: You've been
2: reading too many books. It's making you think, and you've got to stop it. Your mother is perfectly happy. She loves housework.
3: Oh, you're just rationalizing.
2: I've never been rational in my life.
3: <laughs> Your
2: mother's perfectly satisfied with things, Why right? She wouldn't be willing to change places even with, even with Lana Turner. I might be willing, but she wouldn't.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: do, do you really think she's unhappy? I, I don't know. If, I, I, lots of women do housework and... Oh, you're just a kid. You know what you're talking about. Your mother's a happy woman. And I'll prove it to you. Daddy, what are you... I'm going to settle this once and for all.
1: Daddy, she's asleep.
2: Peg. Peg.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Peg,
2: wake up, darling.
3: Oh, I... Peg! Wake uh, up, honey. Peg. Huh? What? Oh, Riley. What's
2: wrong? Nothing. I just want to ask you something. Are you happy? What? Are you happy?
3: Chester Riley, do you mean to tell me you woke me up out of a sound sleep to ask me if... You're without a doubt the most faultless, the most inconsiderate man I've ever known.
2: I know all that, but tell me something. Are you
1: happy with me? (laughs)
3: What time is it, It's almost 8.30. Dear, I overslept. I had such an awful time falling asleep again after your father woke me up. I'll get you your breakfast right away, dear. Oh, I've had my breakfast. You did? Yes, Daddy made it. He was? Well, honest. Oh, he probably left that kitchen in a mess. Oh, no, he didn't. He did all the dishes and put them away. And now he's washing the floor. Your father?
1: Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: what are you doing out of bed?
3: Well, Riley, what's that tray for?
2: Well, th- that's your breakfast, sweetheart. I was just going to bring it to you in bed.
3: Babs, call the doctor.
1: <laughs> Why?
2: Are you sick, sweetheart? You've been working too hard. Well, from now on, it's going to be different. Here, you sit down here and eat your breakfast while it's hot. I'll make the beds now.
3: Riley, do you know what you're saying?
2: I, I know it's a little hard for you to understand, Especially after the way I treated you all these years. But Babs understand, don't you, Babs?
3: Understand what? If this is some kind of joke, right?
2: It's no joke, Peg. From now on, I just want you to cultivate your mind and be happy. For 18 years, you've done your share. Now it's my turn to cook and sew and scrub and clean and bear you children. <laughs>
0: Track hair, folks everywhere recommend Prell. Yes, Prell. Carter and Gamble's radiant cream shampoo with a handy tube has caught on like mad.
3: And here's why. At last I found something to make my hair radiantly soft and natural. Prell shampoo brings out all its hidden beauty and makes it so easy to set. Prell's
0: wonderful. Gets a fellow's scalp clean, removes embarrassing dandruff, and makes a man's hair look as clean as it should. Once you use Prel, you'll never want to be without it again. First, because Prell leaves hair more radiant than any soap shampoo. Leaves it soft and smooth, free of dulling soap film. Second, Prell removes ugly dandruff in as little as three minutes. Doctors' examinations proved it. And Prell goes farther than any known shampoo, cream, or liquid, because it's concentrated for economy. For that radiant, well-groomed look, wash your hair with Prell. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. It's late Monday afternoon, and in the neighborhood the Rileys live in, Monday is always wash day. And so in every backyard on Blue View Terrace, you can observe a busy little homemaker industriously taking in the snow white wash off the lot. Ah, it's a sight to behold. In the yard of number 1309, for instance, there's something cute in a yellow apron. At 1311, there's something ravishing in a pink sunsuit. And at 1313, there's something gruesome in brown overalls.
1: So oh, it was a
2: boy, a strange enchanted boy. Hey, Peg, I got all the stuff off the line.
3: Oh, well, that's good,
2: dear. Just leave it in the kitchen. All right. Now, I may as well iron it, too. Da-da. Hey, Peg, how do you know when the iron's hot?
3: Well, test it to see the sizzles.
2: Oh, well, that's easy.
3: Oh, oh Riley, not with your tongue.
1: <laughs>
2: well, I'm still new at this sort of thing. <laughs>
3: oh, no, really, dear, you don't have to do my ironing. I'm perfectly now, happy. Peg,
2: I insist. You're taking it easy from now on. Why don't you go to a movie tonight, huh?
3: Well, if I had somebody to go with, the is— Oh, excuse me, dear. Hello? Oh, hello, dear. Well, who is it, Peg? Oh, it's Honey Bee Gillis. No, no, I'm not busy, Honey Bee. Oh, my iron is being taken care of. No, no, not the laundry. (laughs) It's Riley's doing it. (laughs) Yes, Honey Bee, I said Riley's doing it. And that's not all. He's washed my dishes, scrubbed the floor, and made the bed. <laughs> no, he didn't get his head caught from the bus door again.
1: No, <laughs> so, is all his
3: idea. Oh, say, how about a movie tonight? Oh, well, why should you hang the curtains? Get Gillis to do it. Well, I don't see why not. If Friday can, why shouldn't he? Okay, I'll drop by for you in a little while. I'll call Connie and uh, Ada and see if they want to come, too. All right, goodbye.
2: You're going to the cinema, Duncan?
3: Well, yes, but... Oh, I feel guilty leaving you here with all this iron. Oh,
2: don't you worry about it. I'll take tomorrow night off. I got my poker game.
3: Riley, why are you doing all this? Well, I told
2: you, Peg, I just want you to be happy. I always did, but I had the wrong slant. Thank heaven I found out in time that my good looks ain't enough. (laughs)
0: you two cents. I see you. What do you got? Great. There are jacks. Take the dough. Here, your deal, Sam. Okay, give me the card. Hey, wait. Look out the window. Ryan. he's coming to the game. He's got the knife to show up here after what he's done? What golf? That's no good traitor. Fellas, we got to put Ryan in his place once and for definite. We ignore him. Okay. I'm dealing.
2: Well, hi, Nick I made it just in time. Right, deal me in, Sam. Hey, Sam, you forgot to... No, oh, never mind. You get me on the next round. I drop. I bet.
0: You win, Gillis. Lester, you deal.
2: Well, what's new, guys? Hey, Lester, you forgot to... Oh, never mind. You get me on the
0: next round. I open for a nickel. Okay. I'll see you.
2: I'll take one card.
1: I'll take five. Well, what's new, fellas?
0: I check. Save your money, Gillis. I got a royal flight. Lucky dog, you
2: just beat me.
1: <laughs> hey, i
2: tell you what. Let's make this round goose as well. I got a half a buck burning a hole in my pocket. Hey, Gillis, you forgot to... Uh... Oh, well, you get me on your... Hey, wait a minute. What's going on here?
0: I open for two cents.
2: Gillis, talk to me. I raise you three cents. Joe! Sammy! I see your dream, and I raise you two. Fellas, what are you trying to do? Why are you acting like this? You've been treating me just like we treated Billy Getz when we found out he bet against the Dodgers.
1: <laughs> Fellas, can't you hear
2: me? You hear anything, Joe? No. But I smell something. That's me!
1: <laughs> My
2: cigar! I'm Riley! Fellas, what did I do Speak to me? I had enough
0: of this. This character
2: can't take a hit. I don't understand. Why don't you love me anymore? <laughs> what did I do? You know what you've done. You made slaves out of all of us. Oh, I didn't. You've been working for your wife, ain't you? But... Well, your wife told my wife, and my wife told Joe's wife, and Joe's wife told Sam's wife.
1: And now they got us
2: doing it. Look at me.
0: I'm getting flat feet from standing behind them, island board. <laughs> How about me? I scrub so many pots with steel wool, my fingers are worn down to the elbows.
2: <laughs> but I didn't mean no harm. I was only trying to do the right thing by my sweet peg. You have no business stirring up our wives. Why'd you let sleeping dogs lie?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, don't you want your wife to be happy? Well, sure.
0: But not at our expense. <laughs> we had them all trained, but you had to be a wise guy. And in one night, you tore down 20 years of work. You're true, Randy.
1: Anyway, washed up. So get away from us and stay away, you. you. you wife lover.
2: Oh, what a mess. I only
0: wanted to be a good husband.
2: I never thought I'd be dropped by my best friends.
0: Why not? I dropped some of my best friends. <laughs> Who's that? It is I. Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker.
1: <laughs>
0: Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. Well, you figure, what's new? Oh, nothing much. Same old thing every day. You know me. I'm always in a rut. Well, uh, at least you're making go. No, I'm just breaking even. Whatever I take in goes out a few days later. I guess it's tough to run a business these days. Ah, yes, costs are high. Do you know what I have to pay a fall bearer? Uh. Two dollars an hour and time and a half for overweight. <laughs> I've got my own troubles, all
2: on account of I helped Peg with her housework.
0: And what's wrong with that? I help my dear spouse around the house, and she helps me in the shop. Why, without her, I wouldn't know who was coming or going. <laughs> well, Peg
2: ain't really the problem. It's the gang. Their wives found out what I was doing, so now they're making them work. Now the guys are sore. They're snubbing me. Ah, uh,
0: man's inhumanity to man.
1: Uh-uh.
0: Cheered up Riley. I once wrote a little poem on this very problem. I quote, When a man looks down on me, my friend, I admit the world seems grim, but I don't despair, for in the end, I'll look down on him. (laughs) I like these guys if I could only square myself with them. The love of your wife is more important, believe me. If
2: I could make them think that I was really boss in my house, you know, order Peg around. I'd have to do it without Peg knowing about it. Hey, I got it. I got one chance.
0: That's the spirit. As we say in our profession, where there's life, there's hope. Uh, yes, sir, and there's another saying. You can't keep a good man down. Would you care to bet? <laughs>
1: Do you?
0: I'd better be shoveling off.
2: Oh, hi, Papa. Listen, Junior, is your mother home? Oh no, she went out. You're sure now? I'm sure. Good. Oh, I hope it works. What works? Well, I've got a little plan, but, Junior, you've got to help me. What kind of a plan? Well, it, it's kind of complicated, but all you have to do is this. Whenever I say now, you say yes, dear, but, but in a high voice.
1: Yes, dear? Yeah,
2: only high, like a girl.
1: Yeah, but why?
2: You know, to look at me, you wouldn't think I was smart. Oh, I think you're smart. You do? Well, how do you know? You're always telling me.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, but now I'm going to prove it to you. Watch how I operate. you learn something. Someday you'll be married. Hello? Oh, 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 oh hello, Gillis.
1: Who's oh, that?
2: Hey, it's me, really? I don't want to talk to you. But I've got something important to say.
1: Oh, say it.
2: Say it fast. Well, so I, uh... I... Oh, oh, hold the wire a minute. My wife just came in, and there's something i got to tell her that can't wait. what? Mom didn't come in. Shh, I know. Yeah, just hold the wire. Hey, Get in the kitchen right away and do those dishes. I'm sick and tired of doing the dirty work around this house. I'm the boss here, and you do what I say. Now, but, Pa, now.
1: Yes, dear. And that's
2: not all you'll get if you don't do like I say. Hey, you still on, Gillis? Yes, come uh, uh, Just hold the wire. And after you're through with the dishes, hey, I want you to press my suits. I don't see why I have to pay the tailor good money when I got you around. So get moving. Now, Junior.
1: Yes, dear? That'll learn
2: you the next time I say move, you move. Now get to work. Uh, hello, Gillis. I'm sorry to keep you on the line, but I had a little matter to settle with the missus that just couldn't wait.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I.
2: heard. Uh, you, uh, you got something to say to me, Gillis?
3: No, but there's someone here. Oh, I... hello.
1: What a revolting development
2: this is.
0: Folks, ask your friends and you'll find it's Prell. Prell. Wonderful Prell. Amazing Prell. Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. People with dry hair, oily hair, gray hair, they all love it. Loretta Flattery, a nurse who lives in the Bronx, New York, says,
3: My gray hair has never looked so lovely as it has since using Prell. And I've done away with special rinses, too. I'm really delighted with Prell's results.
0: Try Prell yourself. You'll love it, too. First, because Prell leaves hair more radiant than any soap shampoo. Second, because Prell removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes. Ask for Prell Shampoo.
3: TRP-O-O-C-O-S-Hampoo. This shampoo, they're radians, clean and bright. Not a bit of dandruff
1: is in sight. Comes in a tube of sandy tube. trp oocos shampoo.
3: Oh, honest Riley. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Just so you could get back in that poker game and tried to make people believe that you could holler at me and get away with it.
2: Oh, Peg. that was just a gag. Hmm. Nobody would ever believe that I'd holler at you while you were around. <laughs> I, I, I mean, well, you know what I mean. Gee, I, I was desperate. I, I just had to get back in that poker game. Those guys are all my friends.
3: Well, you can stop worrying about it. You're back in. I fixed it.
2: You did. Oh, we'll all be back together again.
3: <laughs> Pal's
2: the four of us.
3: The eight of us.
1: Eight?
3: Yes, dear. See, now that you boys are helping us with the housework, we girls are gonna have so much free time on our hands, we decided we might as well be in on the poker game too. So <laughs> lose
2: a loser, fight.
0: Well, friends, when we read statistics about traffic accidents that 32,000 people were killed and 1,000 people were killed and 1,100,000 more injured in 1947, we're inclined to feel it's a warning to someone else. Actually, it should be a warning to you and me, to every pedestrian, to every driver of a motor vehicle. Dr. and Gamble invites you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. William Bendix is currently starring in The Babe Ruth Story and The Light Artist Picture. The script is by Alan Litscott and Ruben Schiff. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow, Digger Odell is John Brown, Babs is Barbara Island. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker. And remember, for radiantly clean, lovely hair, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L, 12 shampoo. <laughs> Wonderful ivory snow. So wonderful for lovely nylons, lingerie, and sweaters. Yes, now your pretty things can stay lovely longer with ivory snow care. And your hands will tell you why. Just wash dishes with ivory snow as millions prefer to do. When you see how ivory snow pampers your hands, you'll know why it's extra time to pretty washables. And ivory snow is granulated for instant sudsing, too, even in cool water. Ivory snow is the only soap, both. Ivory mild and granulated for efficiency. There's no other soap like it. So use the soap especially made for daily things. Remember, lovely washables can stay lovely longer with wonderful ivory snow. Ken Niles reminding you to listen every Friday night when Dr. and Gamble brings you a solid hour of laughs. First, Red Skelton, and then the live of Riley.
1: Goodbye. <laughs>